Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to today's Irish Tech News Podcast. Today I'm talking with Benjamin Tallinn, who's speaking at next month's Common Trade Digital Services Press for Quarter Conference. How are you doing, Benjamin? Good, good. How are you doing? Great, thanks. Tell us a bit about your background. Pretty much that's uh, quite a broad background. So uh, maybe we start with uh, my 13-year-old myself uh, founding it the first business. Uh, what I was doing back then is pretty much uh, helping people with their problems uh, from hotels to companies to also housewives having troubles with the printers. And since then, kind of like I got caught up with technology, with digital, with innovation and all this stuff. So... It's quite a broad experience I had in these years. I did a lot of internships. Um, I also founded several companies on my own. A uh, few of them are currently also run by me, um, from interims management to also government advisor. There, there is quite a lot to say about my background, but I also don't want to bother you with all the details. Yeah, I guess over the years, technology has changed so much for you. It changed quite a lot. Uh, it's still. Uh, changing quite a lot and to be honest sometimes it's also too fast for me I just uh, had like one year ago an 8 year old uh, boy explaining to me how Snapchat works and I was like okay well uh, there is so much on this market out uh, it is it is really tough I also see why a lot of companies are struggling with digital and uh, all the innovation and all the new technologies popping up because even if you dedicate your life to this topic, um, it's just too fast for one person. And I guess at times, if you decide to put yourself to one technology or one new innovation, that innovation in a year's time might not be might not uh, be there anymore. <laughs> Which innovation might not be there anymore? Well, for example, <laughs> there, quite, there, there are quite a lot of innovations from the past which might not be there anymore. Yeah, I mean, we see currently a lot of technologies kind of like being. Uh, Useless uh, of the old technologies, yeah. for example, locks. When you think about uh, how access systems in the future are working with key cards, with biometrics, etc. So, an old innovation like a locker will be pretty soon replaced. Uh, technology is changing uh, quite a lot, and uh, especially with technologies like AI, IoT, uh, we're going to open up a completely new world of interaction. And uh, that's, really, that's really interesting, and that also keeps me driving. I can remember 10 years ago, uh, Bebo was supposed to be the next big social media platform and uh, Facebook wasn't as big as it is now and everyone thought Bebo was going to be the next big thing. didn't work out. So when somebody, a company is choosing a, a, to go with technology, they've got to make sure you do, do, do the due diligence and know which one will last in the long term. That's really hard, yes. Uh, there is quite a lot of buzz around some big companies that they're pretty much losing a market share. But slowly, I'm, I had a very interesting talk with an economist, and he told me kind of like, there is a certain phenomenon right at the moment where <coughs> that is, companies are too big to actually fail. I mean, we had this discussion like in 2008 uh, when the, the banks were too big to fail. But uh, right now we are having so huge companies and they're so diverse. Just look at Amazon, Google, just look at Apple and whatever. They're so diverse that it, they, they can't really fail. Yeah. I mean, in the start and in the beginning, uh, 
the platforms were small compared to what they are today. It's almost non-existing whatever at this time. So of course there's a consolidation. I guess we also see the same for blockchain. Uh, there's a huge hype, like hundreds and thousands of blockchain companies are entering the market, and maybe Bitcoin won't last uh, another ten years. But uh, maybe it's one undiscovered technology uh, in the blockchain world, which uh, will be then the ruler by then. So I guess uh, the next big hype, I mean, the first internet hype we had like 16 years ago when everybody was talking about the internet and how to use internet. And in each and every investor statement, you had to use the word internet. Right now it's blockchain. So I guess we, we're going to have the consolidation in different areas. It's AI, even though it's very investment savvy. So... There is really a big problem with AI that not a lot of companies can actually develop the real AI as it is too expensive. But uh, in other fields like IoT and like um, blockchain, uh, like <coughs> any other technology we see at the moment, well, I, I guess think we see there quite a lot of technologies being invented right now, which won't last long. Yeah, I think, but AI in the future, because the cloud has become so affordable now, we're using cloud technologies to uh, download AI, like, for example, like Google, like IBM's Watson, for example, be able to use that on the cloud, on your devices. Yep. I mean, Watson, Watson is not really kind of like uh, what I'm looking for. Um, Watson is pretty old, to be honest, but what I saw and what I see uh, currently all the time, um, the real interesting stuff is going on with some projects where I really want to reassemble the human brain. And so I guess maybe Watson will be one if IBM is not developing it further with one of the technologies we won't see anymore, like today. Yeah. Yeah. I guess basically as as technology comes cheaper, there's new ways of doing things and things that we're used to won't be there anymore. Like you said, but Watson could be gone. And I'm sure it'll be by something else that can do a better job. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, technology is getting cheaper. When we just look at the fact that just NVIDIA told me that uh, we are actually having 1.7 times the uh, computing speed every year, which is even more than, uh, the, than the famous law of uh, twice every two years, um, we are seeing quite a lot of impact. I mean, just look at iPhone. It's now 11 years old, 11 and a half years old. Uh, we wouldn't even have imagined to have such a computing power in our pockets. And mm. I guess that's the big trouble what we are really having. Our human brain is not really capable of this exponential growth. So what we are talking about in technology and looking into the future is pretty much our linear expect, uh, expectations of technology. But nobody can actually say, I mean, in 10 years, just do the mathematics. Each and every year, 1.7 times more and that's that's just too much to actually, yeah, to actually handle for a human brain. Yeah, because when you look at uh, when you look at this, what my what iPhone yeah. is currently capable of doing, and what it was uh, before in like two thousand and eight, that's ridiculous when you really compare it. So uh, you you wouldn't have even imagined that you have AR and uh, live AR possibilities on a small handheld device uh, or even AI if you just look at Huawei and um, all the other producers who are currently implementing the AI chips to the, to the phone. Yeah. Nobody would have thought about this. So I guess we're going to see quite a lot of technologies being replaced, but also currently we have huge power of old technologies being reused. I mean, internet is getting more and more intensified, let's say, while other technologies like Usenet are uh, kind of like still dropping. So 
I guess there is a combination of old powers and new powers, and the big companies will drive there quite a lot because, as you see, they're not stopping to grow, and they're just too big to actually do something against um, their own extensions. So they they are just growing, and that's also why they are the main drivers for innovation. Yeah, I can remember 20 years ago when every office had a fax, and nowadays, Slack technology is not used much anymore because of the internet and email and Slack and other, other uh, ways of communication. Yeah. I so, mean, facts are still in use. Uh, I was uh, sometimes shocked when I, I actually had to confer some contracts or some business deals via facts, and I told them kind of like, mm, I don't have effects, to be honest. So... Technology adoption uh, is still one of the biggest struggles of the industry. I mean, we can talk quite a lot for AI, etc. But when you look at the real company needs uh, right now, as you say, kind of like everybody wanted effects back then, and they needed effects, and it's still working today. So the, the adaption curve is always the biggest struggle for the industry. And the gap is getting bigger. For example, other companies, they're having their own AI systems just in intensifying and making their processes more efficient and more creative and whatever. And other, other companies are lagging behind because they don't even have a website. But, and that's kind of like the gap is getting bigger and bigger the faster technology advances. And I guess that's, that's also what we're going to see in future with a lot of technologies. A lot will be invented, but a lot will be not for mass market available because there is just a problem of adoption, especially in the company field. Private customers, they are usually very fast in adopting because it's usually implemented in their TVs, in their smartphones, smartwatches, or whatever. So that is usually faster, but I guess the, the big uh, problem will really occur also for, for companies uh, trying to adapt for this fast change. Yeah, now next month you're talking in Dublin at the Quest Recorder Conference. What will you be talking about? It will be about 10 things that will mean, uh, will not be there in 10 years anymore. And uh, Some of these topics I already mentioned, it's kind of like a key logs or passwords. Um, but we already have right now a very, very good uh, example of how it works, how it can work, and what is really the impact of such a, such a system in the future. Because a lot of people are actually struggling with these uh, topics like saving passwords. I don't know how it is with you, but I hate having like tons of passwords yeah. and uh, having here and there a password uh, generator and a password safe and, 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 and. So I'm pretty much looking forward to also have such technologies implemented. And of course, there will be maybe some blockchain solutions or some other solutions or like no pass. Um, so... I'm really looking forward to actually see all this happening. Yeah. One, one of the key topics I was going to mention uh, in there, uh, so that is also in 10 years what it will happen, is uh, also that we don't have any privacy anymore. Yeah. So that's also one thing which will be gone in 10 years, and it's already starting right now. Well, privacy I'm, is one of the things which will be not there anymore. Well, I'm looking now at, at Apple, and they're, they're introducing a system where in about 10 years' time, they view a number of passwords. It'll, it'll be done uh, via your, your face biometrics, which is great. But exactly, then again, yeah. you've got to wonder about how secure is that and how, and, uh, how, how safe is that. And you also wonder about, about, about uh, you're giving away some of your, of your liberty and freedom when this happens as well. I mean, security in this case is quite uh, easy to explain. For example, security, uh, 
guy he's actually a good friend of mine he is working in actually hardening companies etc um they extracted from a medium-sized company 5,000 user accounts now you can take your wild guess how many of the passwords were on the most unsecure list of passwords and it was uh, overwhelming 58 percent which had like one two three four five or abc one two three so i mean each and every system, like face recognition or, or also biometrics, uh, like fingerprint or whatever, uh, there, there's like tons of different things you can use. You can make a bad deal with it. You can actually, you can fraud it, you can cheat it, you can do everything with such a system because it's technology. Yeah. But uh, having an unsecure password like 12345, it's like leaving the whole thing open. So better secure it and make it the other ones a bit harder to actually do that because Apple's face recognition is working with like a, a 3D grid of your face, which is pretty hard to actually reassemble. So you have to do quite a big deal to do that. And uh, if you're taking such an effort to make a perfect 3D print of somebody's face um, to get in there, I guess then... The, you would be also the one uh, getting uh, into a system which is secured with passwords like one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's always depending on how you see it. I mean, absolute security is not existing because the human element is always playing a big role in there. I always find that the main flaw in any system is always going to be human elements. And what I want it is, it's going to be human that caused the system to be hacked or uh, got into. Yeah. I mean, uh, the friend I told you about, uh, he told me no of the real hacks or data breaches, etc., really happened on the hardware or software basis. Normally, it's always about uh, some users uh, being stupid with their accounts or with their passwords and leaving the system pretty much open. So that's that's kind of like the things where, where companies, I mean, when it comes to, to really security, companies have to take care about whom to give passwords and also just take good passwords, use a password phrase, but yeah. then pre-working fine. Um, and in the end, I mean, it's always the human fault you have to calculate in. Of course, AI can help in future. That you say, for example, okay, this person was here in this room. The next step must be this. So, according to his timeline, we can then extrapolate that this person who is logging into the system right now must be this person. And um, if you don't have the tracking, then you're a hacker. So, there, there are intelligent versions of such a thing coming on. But they are still far from being a reality as there is kind of like the data protection. There is, yeah, the slow adoption of most of the, the people because nobody really wants to be tracked like 24-7. No, I know, I know, I'm sure if we, can get, if we can find a workaround for that, it will make the world probably a more peaceful place. Yeah. I mean, just look at China. I'm actually, it's a, it's a very controversial topic with China's credit system. A system which pretty much tracks down each and every uh, interaction of what you're doing. So if you're having a lot of traffic fines, if you're not paying your bills, and if you're just a bad person, let's say, because you deal and you do whatever, <coughs> you get a bad scoring. So 
by using such a system, we could actually do quite a big deal. And this system also allows China to have more security, to also use it for, for security purposes, like securing passwords, etc. So there is always an up and down what you can do and how you can use technology to make your, the world a better place. Yeah. And I guess we're going to also see how China is working out with that and if that is really that secure and if people are also kind of like into the system uh, being accepted and uh, if the system can work out. But I mean, in Europe, we are that far apart that we can really say we can track down a person uh, and we can really say this person is this person because we have the CC surveillance on the street of Street X and we have the surveillance from the airport. So we know this person flew in, was walking on the street, so this person must be person who is identifying themselves. Yeah. If we have such a system, then we have absolute security in kind of like accessing your data. Yeah. Because each and every system can be breached, except from uh, if you take so many variables, it's like a blockchain. If you divide it into so many variables uh, that it's almost impossible to change all the uh, variables, then you have a secure system. But right now, we have just one single system and that's a password, which is like it seems, uh, 50% of the time, uh, one, two, three, four, five, or ABC or something similar like that. Yeah, and also you find a lot of times uh, a person will have the same password used for multiple uh, different products because easy to remember. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you just connect everything, uh, just just the simple fact that uh, I'm using quite a lot of the, the Google or the, the Facebook logins uh, into web services, because I'm lazy and I don't want to type like 50,000 times a different password and here you're allowed just um, small characters, there you're allowed just with a, like a special symbol and this special symbol is not allowed in the next service. So it's not about usability and user friendliness, it's really about the making it complicated for people but not secure. <laughs> Alright, right, great. Thanks so much for that, Benjamin. And I look forward to seeing you next month at the conference and have a great day. Thanks for that. Thank you, too. It was a pleasure meeting you. Likewise. Take care. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.